my podcast listeners. This week I am two days late and for this I am truly sorry. But I hope the episode is going to be worth it. From frustration to freedom. Today's world offers plenty of opportunities to be frustrated. Let's face it. In a polarized society, there's going to be people who don't exactly think the way you do. And when actions, circumstances and behaviors do not resonate with our expectation, there is a degree of frustration that we all experience. There isn't a single day in the week that I haven't experienced frustration at some level. Very often, it's looking at the decisions that people make. And I think to myself, did that really happen? Did they really tackle that problem that way? And then I remind myself, what exactly is my circle of influence? The second thing I remind myself is, what good is my frustration going to do? I can vent, I can find a like-minded friend and air out my frustrations, and maybe I will feel a little bit better. It is important to get things off our chest. However, the reality is the situation hasn't changed. And that which frustrated me still lingers. Unless I have decided to went with somebody who has enough insight to offer me a valuable solution I hadn't considered. Cultivating wise friends is important. They can help us navigate life and offer perspective when we cannot see the wood for the trees. Understanding frustration at a deeper level offers us better ways to find our freedom. Those who are the most profound leaders of our times knew how to take frustration and turn it into the doorway to freedom. Good examples would be Mandela, Gandhi. They're humans, so what did they know and do that we may forget as we go about our daily life? I think the secret is to be able to recognize the moment frustration starts to arise within us. When we are calm and clear-headed, we can recognize how we respond to the world. We can be aware that a situation is not how we expect it to be. It goes against our expectations, our beliefs, our hopes, our dreams. And we ask ourselves the next question, how could we shape our reality 
to step into a moment that would give us a better experience. To be able to think through the next best action or the next best response that one is going to make requires the ability to participate without the emotional chaos that frustration can cause within ourselves. How many times have we written an email and regretted it the next day because we wrote it in the heat of the moment? This calls for a new level of mastery in the world today. And that is, how do we stay cool in the moment of a heated, unpleasant encounter? I think there's what you do in the moment and there's also what you do outside that moment to cultivate the ability to respond in the moment. Two of the most powerful tools I find is the practice of mindfulness and the practice of pranayama or breath work. Practicing a routine of mindfulness daily in my life in the morning and in the evenings allows me to increase the size of the container in which I hold my life experiences. When I have space, which has been created consciously, it allows me to sift through the deeper layers of the situation that is causing a degree of frustration. What do I mean by this deeper exploration? Why has a situation occurred? What are the root causes, what can be changed and what cannot be changed. Being able to differentiate these allows me to plan the, my level of engagement. If there is something that is incredibly frustrating but I have no power to change it, the only thing I'm doing is ruining my coronary arteries. If there is something that I can do, then exactly what is it? And how should I engage to change the situation? I find when I come to bring solutions to something that's frustrating, coming from a place where I am still and I am objective about the end goal versus getting caught up in the detail and the stories of the past, I have a better ability to steer and align others who are involved in the process to get to the outcome that I desire. Now the outcome I desire is an interesting one. If it's one which is only with my interests in mind, the power I have behind that process is much less than when I'm looking at a solution that is in the highest good of everybody involved. Speaking respectfully about everybody concerned, accepting that in our humanness people are not perfect is also incredibly liberating. When hot air is blown about in the resolution, 
simply being able to stay still and not react is very powerful. And the way I do this is by doing simple grounding exercises where I really feel my connection with the earth. It may be where my feet are placed and I bring my attention into the body and reconnect with it. Find out where the tension is. Do a body scan. These are exercises that are described in uh, the mindfulness programs. And another very powerful tool I use is the breath. And I will slow my breath down, which tilts me in from that fight-flight response that I am fully charged up in into one that is relaxed and able to comprehend both the verbal and non-verbal communication that is happening around me. I also force myself to speak slower and more deliberately to make the point heard. Doing these things collectively increase the presence we bring into the moment to pave the solution forward. And this is a, a beautiful thing to see unfold because my sincere belief is that within everybody sometimes incredibly deep down, is the ability to recognize what is in the best interests of everybody. I, I believe that the obstacle to recognizing what is truly in the best interests of everyone is fear. A fear that somehow we won't have enough. And it is that underlying fear that holds us back from being able to act in a way that is respectful, kind, and compassionate. When I see somebody's behavior, which could be called selfish, slippery, slimy, unenlightened, and instead of having these labels towards that person, if I see it as this is a human being who is doing their best with their level of awareness, and there's something that they're afraid of, that they feel they need to behave in this way. That opens up something for me in my interaction with another person and allows a different energy to flow in. It doesn't always mean that I miraculously resolve a solution. Sometimes I have to accept my own loss. But it gives me a better chance of finding freedom. And a freedom which is independent of me changing the situation. That becomes very important. In Buddhism, this is called equanimity, which is the ability to stay neutral in a situation. It's very powerful to find freedom that is free of conditions. You understand a circumstance for what it is. You know it's not going to last forever. You know that it may bring you joy, it may bring you suffering. But it is a condition, and it is not who I am. So I don't have to feel bound by it. 
I can let it go. And that letting go brings such a joy. Every human in this world longs to experience freedom. Freedom to be who they are. Freedom to reach their full potential. Freedom to be happy. Freedom to go to bed at night knowing that they will wake up in the morning and that the world will be safe and just by them. Hence, perhaps in the pursuit of this freedom, there is wisdom in examining frustration. The questions this week are to reflect on the things that frustrate you. Go into the community and speak to those who are likely to be like-minded and equally very different to you and find out what frustrates humans. When we know what truly frustrates us, we give ourselves the opportunity to work towards freedom. It's difficult to get to freedom without walking that moat of frustration. And I look forward to seeing what you discover. Listen deeply to the answers that you are given, particularly from those who do not share your own thoughts, your own opinions, and those whom you would consider to be the people who take away your freedom. This week, I'm going to add something new into the podcast. And that is a tiny little practice to help you cultivate that space to inquire and find your way to freedom. Close your eyes. And gently notice the position of your body. Are you sitting, lying down, standing up? Whatever the position is, gently realign the body into a comfortable position and try and keep your spine in a natural curvature. Gently lift your chin up so that your neck is in a neutral position. If there's any tension in your shoulders, just let them fall away. And now become conscious of your breath, breathing in and out. And slow that breath down. Breathe deeply, using your diaphragm, in through the nose, pushing that belly out, and 
release through the mouth. Bring your attention to an inhale Each time you exhale, just feel yourself releasing the tension that is in the body. If thoughts come up, just let them be. Don't go to engage in a story or try to push them away. Just note that a thought has arisen and let it fall away of its own accord. Bring your attention back to the breathing. Use your imagination to see yourself stepping into a river, one that is flowing. Feel the water, its coolness and fluidity against your body. See the river as the flow of life. You engage with it in this moment. See how the rivers of this world flow through different terrains. Trusting the flow of life. Allow your imagination to make this a landscape that you feel truly uplifted by. We have a forest, we have the sunrise just filtering through the leaves. You may hear the bird call in the distance. Allow your imagination to bring color, sound, and a certain dimensionality to the experience. And when you feel very peaceful and calm, Gently feel yourself stepping out of the water. Bring your attention back into the body. Take a nice deep breath in. And on the exhale, gently open your eyes. How does that feel? You can use this little exercise during the week. 
to allow the analogy of the river and the water element to support you to create that extra space that will take you from frustration to freedom. See you next week.